0: Welcome to Canada's podcast.
1: Hello, this is Robert Smigel, and welcome to the BC edition of Canada's Podcast, where we talk to the entrepreneurs who are making it happen here in British Columbia. Tessa May Marr is an entrepreneur at heart and proud to lead a 100% virtual social media marketing agency of exceptionally talented and relentless social media managers. Her company, Mar Media Group, works with B2B and B2C brands to build custom social strategies, paid social advertising, influencer marketing, and fully outsource social media management. Tessa is a pioneer in her leadership style with a strong focus on work life balance, empathy, and a whole human approach. Well, Tessa, welcome to Canada's podcast. Thanks for taking the time today to be here for all our listeners.
0: You bet. Thanks for having me today, Robert. I'm super excited.
1: Awesome. Okay, all the way from Penticton. Cool. Okay, tell us a little. Yeah, it's nice to see someone in the Okanagan where all that great food is grown. Um, Tell us a little bit more about yourself. Uh, We're born and raised there, and give us the details on your current business.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, I was not born and raised in Penticton. I actually grew up in Alberta, in Edmonton, and uh, continued uh, my the start of of my career there in Calgary. Moved out to BC, uh, to Vancouver, actually, in 2014. And that's where I uh, founded the business. Uh, That said, my company's always been 100% virtual remote since the get-go, since before it was cool. Um, So it didn't really matter where I lived. Um, My partner, my fiancé, wanted to move up to Penticton to be closer to his kids. And uh, being that, you know, all I needed my was my laptop and my Wi-Fi connection to uh, continue to manage my business. I said, hey, twist my rubber arm. I'm happy to happy to relocate up to beautiful Penticton and uh, live amongst all the vines. So, yeah, it's, awesome. been, a, it's been a great journey okay. out BC and, and no regrets. I love it out here.
1: OK, so social media company. Tell us more.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, So I founded Mar Media Group back in 2014, but it was about 2012 that the idea kind of came to fruition. Um, I was actually sitting at a pub on a Saturday morning and a girlfriend of mine, we were, were trying to decide kind of where to go out that evening. And we took to Twitter and we tagged a few different, uh, you know, local hotspots to see who would kind of want to host us that night. Uh, and not that we were anyone special that, you know, deserved to be hosted per se, just regular paying customers. Uh, and we got a response from someone who said, come on in we'd love to, you know, treat you and your girlfriends to a glass of champagne to start with. And it was, it was just really interesting. Obviously we took our business there. Um, we felt so connected to the uh, the company right away and so it it really got me thinking you know how many businesses could be connecting with their consumers or potential consumers through social media with a simple you know a simple tweet and obviously a free glass of champagne but i'm sure we spent more than more than that uh, there that evening so it was definitely a win-win on their part so that's kind of where the Idea was born. Of course, I didn't have any, you know, there was no degree in social media. I still don't think there's quite a degree in social media, but they definitely teach it nowadays. I had nothing, you know, nothing to prove that I knew what I was doing. And to be honest, I probably didn't other than being an avid user. Uh, so I set up a Twitter account of my own called gluten-free Calgary. i had recently gone gluten-free. And so I was just looking to kind of share resources and help people out that were, or that were starting that journey for themselves. Um, <clears throat> and it kind of blew up a little bit. We, we grew a community of about 30,000 people, launched a subscription box. Um, so that was <clears throat> a fun kind of happy accident that I got to focus on for a couple of years before I sold that business. Um, but through that, I realized the power in social media and Mara Media was born in 2014, shortly after.
1: Okay, cool. Now, a lot of people obviously know what social media is very popular in our world, but I want you to give me a piece of knowledge or information about your industry that our listeners can learn from that they may not know about.
0: Oh, there's so much. And I guess probably, I guess the key piece of information that I would give you is that there's no one size fits all approach. Um, And I would say there's no such thing as a social media expert. Even myself, who's worked in it for like seven and a half years, I really uh, don't believe in the term expert in this space because social media is absolutely relentless. It changes on you constantly. If you're ever thinking about working in this space, you better be the kind of person that wants to always keep learning. Because the minute you think you've got the algorithm figured out, they throw something new at you or there's a new platform that you need to figure out and invest in. Um, So I think, you know, if you're if you're a business, you need to be paying attention to this stuff and on the on the regular and or find someone who is going to do that for you. Um, And if you're looking to get into the industry, then just be prepared for a lot of change. It's a lot of fun, uh, but there's definitely not a lot of downtime. There's a lot of testing that needs to go into any kind of success that you see on social media.
1: Okay, cool. I imagine you have international clients, but what is the long term vision and what will your company look like in the future? Do you see the company expanding into other areas and where beyond Penticton or where you're currently located in Canada? Yeah, good
0: question. We do about 50% of our business in Canada right now and 50% in the States. Uh, we have a large partner presence in the United States, so that's been a really nice connection for us out there. And of course, because we're virtual, you know, there's really no Barriers around where we can, uh, what businesses we can and cannot help, which is really exciting. Um, Where I see us really expanding is my mission is not to grow this massive agency of, you know, 50 people and 100 plus clients. You know, we like to keep it a little bit more intimate. I like knowing who our clients are. We are looking for clients that are long term partners where we really plug into their business, take a seat at the table with their marketing team, and really contribute to their long term strategy and success. So again, we're not looking for, you know, everyone becomes a number kind of a Scenario. What I'm really looking for in terms of growth in the coming years is looking at how we can kind of land and expand in different ways. Um, So right now, generally speaking, for social media management, working with more mid-sized businesses, you know, who probably don't need to hire one or more full-time social media management people in-house. It's not quite where what they're ready for. At the same time, it's too big for them to give it to an intern or have the CEO handle it or anything like that. Um, They have some kind of defined marketing function. And usually what I hear on my sales calls is, we know we need to do social. We have someone who kind of does it off the side of their desk, but it always gets forgotten. And that's where we show up to make sure, of course, it's never a forgotten piece. And oftentimes, it's sort of a social first campaign strategy. So what I'd love to see is obviously us continue to do more and more in that space. But also, we're looking at how to kind of pull out some of the pieces of our overall social media management services and offer those as one-offs. So we've recently launched an ads-only program. So for businesses that maybe either can't afford or it just doesn't make sense for them to you know, look for full-source social media management, they might just need help with paid ads. And our team has been pretty successful in that space. So we're looking at how we can sort of plug in to help those types of businesses with just that piece. We've also launched an influencer marketing program as well. That's kind of the same scenario and looking at other different kind of Uh, service offerings that we can add to, to sort of augment different clients in different spaces and different levels of budget.
1: Okay, let's talk a little bit about doing business in British Columbia. What are the biggest benefits for you and being an entrepreneur in British Columbia? I want you to give us some of the good points about starting a company here in BC, but I also want you to give us some of the tough things or the challenges for our listeners so they can keep an eye out for
0: them. The first thing that comes to mind, and it could be because of a conversation I had this morning with my director of finance, but one of the challenges in doing business in BC is managing PST because it is a pain in the butt to pull out of all of your um, expenses and things like that. But obviously, that's you know you can hire the right people to handle that. Um, I would say, generally speaking, starting a business in BC has been really great for me. I um, leaned on a few resources in the beginning um, in terms of you know how to get things going, how to find the right people, etc., and it's been uh, generally pretty easy to navigate. Obviously. I did recruit the help of you know accounting support as well as um, a lawyer to help guide those kinds of processes. But um, yeah, I found it to be really a place that's really receptive to entrepreneurship and new business. Uh, so that was really a nice space to walk into and lots of good networking opportunities, et cetera, et cetera. Um, downsides: major downsides of starting in BC. I mean, the only thing that otherwise that kind of comes to mind, which wasn't as big of an issue for me, but obviously cost of living in BC is quite expensive. Um, For us, we didn't have the infrastructure requirements of an office space or anything like that. So that really helped me in terms of startup costs. Mine were very, very low. I pretty much just purchased a laptop and off I went um, in terms of getting going, which was awesome and really, really helpful. Uh, That said... You know, certainly if you're hiring in BC and if you're living in BC, that is a consideration in terms of, you know, funding the right people and making sure that they have the appropriate uh, pay that that supports a lifestyle that's lived in BC. So that could be a potential challenge for sure. Again, for us, you know, we recruit as well across Canada. Um, So not necessarily as much of a barrier for me, but certainly something that I could see being an issue for, um, I shouldn't say an issue, but a a potential challenge for someone looking to, to kick things off the ground here.
1: Okay, we get a lot of immigration in Canada and in British Columbia. So, this is a question that you can answer to them, to people coming into the country. If you were to start all over again and you just moved here to British Columbia, but this time you don't know anyone, knowing what you know now, what would you do and how would you go about starting all over again as an entrepreneur?
0: Good question. Um, Two pieces of advice probably that I would give. Number one is, definitely start as grassroots as you can in in the sense that you know let your digital presence be large but your but your physical presence be small and cost effective um, that was definitely the way I went about it um, I didn't I wasn't funded I didn't even have to invest much of my own money to get started and I think that really helped I wasn't stressed as as stressed at least with having to pay back this debt and kind of get started that way so anything you can do to show up digitally, you know, sophisticated and keep your keep your back end really simple, I think is, is really helpful in terms of getting going. Um, so that's something that I obviously did, but I would definitely recommend. Uh, secondly, and I, this is a little bit of a challenge during COVID, but I would say BC generally, from what I found, has a lot of great networking groups, mastermind groups, things like that. So getting in with somebody as some group like that, where you can really find a support network, people that you can bounce ideas off of, They may be six degrees of separation from your next client as well is super helpful. Um, Online, there's a ton of resources that way. Look for groups on the social networks is a great way to do it. Um, And find some people that are like-minded that you can connect with. Um, Yeah. And then lastly, I guess the other piece of advice I would give that's a little bit more general, uh, but is price yourself higher than you're comfortable with. Um, and that's advice. I think that's just like the classic entrepreneurial advice that was given to me so many times and advice that I never took until like a year or two ago. Um, and it feels, it feels uncomfortable. It it was a struggle for me anyway, with, you know, feeling imposter syndrome and a lack of confidence, et cetera. Uh, but the minute I raised my prices, no one even blinked an eye. And I think, you know, I, I know there's something around the marketing side of pricing too. If you price a little bit higher, people automatically assume they're getting a higher quality product. Um, when it comes down to it, I would say the the right price point is something that makes you feel a little bit uncomfortable and makes your customers feel a little bit uncomfortable. So find what that looks like. If the, if the yes is too automatic, you haven't pushed high enough. If you start to get a little pushback, that's when you kind of start to find that sweet spot. Uh, so that's something I would definitely recommend people take a look at closer to the beginning than I did, because I have to think sometimes of all the money I left on the table by doing that so late in the game.
1: Okay, entrepreneurs are always educating themselves. Let's see how you educate yourself. What books are you reading now and why are even audiobooks and or podcasts? And can you recommend any books for our listeners who are also entrepreneurs?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I um I try and re- I'm in a book club recently over in the last year just to try and read a little bit more because I find it so a great opportunity to unwind very introspective, um, but it's something I don't have a great habit around. And what I've discovered about myself is I don't necessarily like to read every day for 15 minutes. What I'd love to do on the weekend is binge read for like three hours. So now that I've kind of unlocked that about myself, I've really leaned into reading a little bit more. And what I've tried to do is kind of read one one business book and then flip it the next time and just read something that's personal. kind of mixes it up so I don't always feel like I'm working when I'm not on the job. Uh, so a couple of really good ones. Uh, one book that I just finished that's written by a local entrepreneur here in the Okanagan as well, actually named Pam Rader. And she tells her story um, about, uh, you know, her her life story, I guess, growing up, not, not growing up, but um, as an adult, I suppose, dealing with addiction and abuse like that. I read it in one day, which is I don't think I've ever done that in my life. It just was recently released and it's five stars on Amazon right now. Uh, so it's called Through the Cracks by Pam Rader, if anyone wants to check that out uh the other one i just finished is called biology uh, by martin lingwood i believe uh martin lindstrom so close um and that was super interesting it's it's around the science of or the science of neural marketing so a lot of the reasons that we buy and i found that absolutely fascinating and then next on my list i actually have it here is talk triggers by Jay bear and uh, i actually got this one got this recommendation from another podcast that i attended Um, or sorry, a webinar that I attended about podcasts and about giving better podcasts. And this one talks a little bit about how to do that. So that'll be my next, my next read and my next focus.
1: Awesome. Okay. Let's talk about if you weren't doing social media, what you're doing now, if you weren't doing what you do now, what would you like to do for a profession?
0: didn't take that I do sometimes still think about is law, actually. Um, That is something that I would have loved to pursue. It's definitely my favorite TV shows and I get really into it. And I I had a moment about, yeah, five to seven years ago where I did consider whether or not it was a good point in time to, to make that shift and go into law school. But I think... I don't want to say it's too late for me, but it's a big commitment and it's one I'm not sure I'm ready to make. And certainly with what's happened with the business in the last years, I'm really glad I stayed the stayed the um, the path this way. Uh, at the same time, before I was uh, doing this, I was a flight attendant. I worked in the airline industry for 14 years and travel is very, very close to my heart. Um, so while I was definitely ready to get my feet on the ground a little bit more, being up in the air that often is, is so much fun, but can be very exhausting. Um, I could see myself doing something the travel industry again, for sure.
1: What kind of a job could you not do?
0: <laughs> the first thing that comes to mind is anything domestic. I'm not the most <laughs> domestic person on the planet. I will I will tell you that right off the cuff. Um, I can keep my kitchen clean, but mostly because I don't use it. <laughs> so anything in that <laughs> realm is not where I excel.
1: <laughs> in business, what is your favorite word, quote, or sentence that you like to
0: use? My favorite quote, I think my team would tell you is uh, my kind of motto is let's find a way to yes. So um, I'm a big believer that, you know, I think when you collaborate and you work together, let's find a solution that fits for both people. It can't always be an automatic yes. But I think if you if you work together, you can find a way there.
1: Awesome. What's your least favorite word or sentence you do not like to hear?
0: Oh Gosh, that's hard. Um, <laughs> No, thank you. No, just kidding. Uh, What (laughs) Um, can't
1: can't is one that people do not like. Can't for
0: sure. Yeah, Um, yeah. Nothing is popping into my head, but I. But definitely, I mean, I think not that I expect everyone to be yes people, but one of our values at Mar Media is make shit happen. Um, Yes, sometimes we swear. I hope that's okay to do on the show, but. But yeah, I'm really surrounded by people that are go getters, and so you know it's definitely within our philosophy to not wait to be told something and just go ahead and make it happen. So I don't know, I don't know. I like saying that you have to be a yes person, but um, I guess it relates to to what I previously said is working together to find a way to to yes is is kind of the what aligns there for me.
1: Okay. Do you have any advice that you may have received from other entrepreneurs that you can pass on to other entrepreneurs throughout Canada?
0: Um, Other than the first piece I said about like, look at your pricing earlier on and charge more than you're comfortable with. uh, Another couple of things that I would add uh, firstly is delegation is key to growth. Um, I know for a lot of entrepreneurs, it feels uncomfortable in the beginning for a couple of different reasons. Number one, it's their baby, which I can appreciate. It feels like my baby too. Um, So having to let someone in and kind of handle things a little bit different than you might do. Feels awkward at first sometimes, but it really is the key to growth. And we see that a lot on the other side of things. When we work with clients who the, um, the owners are too involved in things like the social media, they're not as successful ultimately because they need to be looking ahead at the bigger picture and letting someone else handle that piece of things. Uh, it can be more inefficient in the, in the short term, but definitely <clears throat> it's the key to growth. And then secondly, I would just say, when it comes to leadership, this is a big belief of mine, is that we really need to focus on leading with empathy. Um, I know in the past, you know, the no tears, no pain, no gain, that whole vibe of um, treating people like... Treating employees like worker bees, that's not a style that I believe... um, is going to find a success in the future, and not a style that certainly I want to emulate. I really believe in in treating our teams like they are whole human beings, and making space for, you know, their emotional experience and what's happening in their personal life and things like that, so that they can show up, you know, as their whole selves and feel really supported. And in that case, from what I've seen in my that's when people do their best work.
1: Awesome. Okay, we're gonna wrap things up. How can our listeners get hold of you? And is there anything you'd like to add before you leave us today?
0: Uh, you can definitely get a hold of me on social media. No shocker. Um, my handle basically across the board for everything is just at Tessa Maymar. Um, so happy to connect with anyone. Probably the place that I hang out the most is on Instagram. If anyone wants to hit me up there, I'd love to chat. Um, and other than that, I would just say, if you're thinking about starting a business in BC, and you don't feel ready, this is something I hear a lot. A lot of people have great ideas, but they just feel like, oh, they don't quite have all their ducks in the row. You're never going to feel that. You're never quite going to feel that. And I think if you wait till, till that, that you know elusive feeling comes, you're never going to get started. So just start. Act fast. Iterate often. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to mess things up make changes as you go, uh, but start sooner rather than later, or you'll regret that you didn't.
1: Yeah. I think that's one of the biggest things people witness. I think even with people in retirement homes is that the regret of not doing what your dream oh, like, is, what you want to do and take care of yourself. And, and you know, things always work out in the end, right? Somehow, some way we all find a way to get back to a, what we'd love to do. And, and I think that's good advice. So awesome. <laughs> okay. Bessa. Um, Uh, To all our listeners, uh, thanks for listening to Tessa's story. Thanks for listening to Canada's podcast. Like, comment, and subscribe to all our channels to get the latest podcasts from entrepreneurs across Canada. And we'll see you next time.